Hello, my name is John Matos Sr. I'm, I'm not a father. Um, uh, my I name is Matt Snipes, a.k.a. Matt the Sniper. We are Pow Comics. We make comics. They are web one. comics. They are on powcomicsnation.com. That is where you need to go to find out anything you need to know about Pow Comics. <laughs> There's also facebook.com slash powcomics for the Pow Comics fan page. That is where you'll find all the most updated information about everything going on in the world of Pow Comics. We also check that daily, so if you ever want to send us a message, that is the best way to contact us. The final thing is that we have... Our actual webcomics are on a site called Issue.com. There will be links on the Facebook fan page as well as on PowComicsNation.com. You can click them. It'll open up a little PDF file type thing where you'll actually be able to view and go through the book page by page. Or you can go to Issue.com slash Spade Comics or slash Flyboy Comics. There you'll be able to read the entire issues. There are currently two issues of Flyboy Up, number zero and number one, and there is half an issue of Spade out, Spade Part 1. So, if you guys are interested, that's all the information you're going to need to find out everything that we're making and everything that we do. Now, that's out of the way, we can get to more ridiculous and non <laughs> nonsensical things. Uh, behavior. Alright, so, uh, I got this idea from something uh, author John Green, who is famous on YouTube for multiple reasons. Uh, he does for his gaming videos sometimes to have just topics to talk about. And it's the game called Google Autofill, where you go to Google and you type in why do blank or how does blank. And uh, we're, today we're going to do why do comic books. And the first uh, thing that comes up is why do comic books cost so much? Now, you guys that don't read comic books might not know this, but comic books used to be free, or at least close to it. Uh, when they first came out, they were sort of like, well, no, when they first came out, they were just comic strips. And there right. would be inserts in newspapers. Right. And they were a free... They were basically like an addition to the newspaper. And then when they started being in book form, they were like 5 or 10 cents. And then it's been going up from yeah, there. Yeah, but that, you can make the argument that that's comparable to a couple bucks today. That, that with inflation... I mean, because those yeah. 5 and 10 cent books, like especially the 5 cent ones, those are like... You're talking about like 30s and 1930s and 1940s. And you can make the argument that with inflation, that could be somewhere around the three dollar to four dollar mark where a lot of books are today. Um, my main issue with comic books and prices is, is that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm a fan of puns, Matt. Isn't you'll probably learn this more and more as we do this uh, podcast. But go ahead. Well, anyway, <laughs> DC and Marvel both made a big deal about it a couple years ago or maybe, maybe it was only one or two years ago now, that they are both dropping the price point to two ninety nine. made a huge freaking deal about this. They announced this at like the at Comic-Con in San Diego, New York Comic-Con, on all their sites. They made a big deal about it. And now we're about a year after, and the prices are back up for their top-selling books. The prices are back up to about $4 for their top-selling books. And the way they're ex explaining this away is that there's a bonus story in the back, but it's not but it's not written by the guy you want to be written by. It's not drawn by the guy you want to be drawn by. With the exception that S Scott Snyder has actually been drawing, I mean, actually been yeah, writing. I, I guess there are just certain creators that see how crappy this is, to and be, they, they decide to do an extra story, too, yeah. to justify the money. I sort of feel like this is like the Obama campaign. It's like, change we can believe in. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, no. Nope, it's just... Well, to Marvel's credit, I'll give it to them, in that I, I don't... It might not be... Well, 
also have to accommodate for this because I don't buy Marvel's top books. I buy very select books from Marvel. Like I buy, right. I'm, I'm following Hawkeye right now, and I'm following the Daredevil End of Days thing, and that's pretty much all I'm following. So I'm not actually buying any of their top books. But to my knowledge, they they haven't raised it back to to three ninety nine for their top books. Now you've bought Avengers v X Men, which is their big book right now. Right. Is and that four dollars? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was four dollars. Okay, so it's both of them that are doing it. I know DC is definitely doing it because all every single issue of Batman, just regular Batman, not Detective or any of the other ones, right. is four ninety nine. It's three ninety nine starting. It's like it. There's no books. There hasn't been a a two ninety nine Batman since like the first or second issue, which kind of sucks. But so yeah, there's a lot of issues that are still two ninety nine, um, but a lot of the big books that most people are buying are back to three ninety nine. I mean three ninety nine, which that's steep. I mean, for yeah. a twenty two page, especially if there's nothing extra or the story isn't longer, that's 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 a little steep for a twenty two page book. Yeah. I, I remember I used to go to the comic book store in the olden days and I would go there with nine bucks and I could get three books. And that was that was pretty awesome because like that was usually my, my thing and then I could get a fourth book if right. I just if it just there's just happened to be another one that was worth buying. And now just like three books you know, yeah, it it is pretty, and I think I think they that legacy of it being something cheap that you can just buy on a whim. Like I feel like even though comic books nowadays mm-hmm. are are like they they're getting more respect and they're becoming more of like a cool thing to do. Like there, a lot of teenagers still read them and stuff, which is um, good. Which is good from an acceptance point of view. Yeah. But there's also negative side effects that come with that, and negative side effects that come with that is higher prices. Right. Because so. re- comic book retailers and makers are, are realizing that these are no longer, you know, whim items that you buy at the counter. You buy at like the counter while you're about to pay for your food or whatever. You, you get know. with the tabloids. Yeah, yeah. You get with like a tabloid magazine or something like these are things that people cups. are seeking out and like actually buying now. Mm. So they know that they can they can get away with charging higher prices, which sucks. But it also means that mainstream society is more accepting comic books and they're kind of more of an established medium, which is a good thing. So it's a bit of a trade-off. Right. My recommendation to anyone who is... Uh, my recommendation usually would be anyone who thinks comic prices are steep is wait a little while and buy a trade paper. Um, yeah. you got to be careful with trade papers, though, because sometimes they're not really worth it, um, at least monetarily. Because, say, for example... The, I just bought trade paper of um, Ultimate Spider-Man, right. which Ultimate Spider-Man is only, and this is the new Bendis Pacelli run, and this is that's only issues one through five. If each oh, of those wow. issues are purchased are priced at two ninety nine, then you're talking fifteen bucks, and I paid nineteen ninety nine for the trade paper. Wow, yeah. So, I mean, if all those to be also, but if all those issues were three ninety nine, would actually be a deal, not much of a deal. But it would be a deal. That's true. So I mean, not all not all companies do this these days, but um, like DC DC might be a little better with it because I noticed that one of the Night of the Owls books came out, and I think that Night of the Owls book went to like issue seven, which is a little better. But that was hardcover. So basically, if you want to save money, wait until all the books are it. It kind of sucks, but you have to wait until all the books are out, yeah. and then. But yeah. also that way you you're sure that it's good and you're sure. Well, yeah, that it's yeah. Then you're assured quality, money. so you know you're gonna be spending on money on something that you're gonna enjoy. Um, the only other thing that also sucks is that 
in order to get a in order to actually get a bargain, you're gonna have to wait until because the hardcover always comes first. The hardcover trade paper. All right. Well, they don't always do hardcovers, but for the big for the big series, they do. So the hardcover will come out a couple months after the run has ended, mm. and then you have to wait an additional couple months for the for the soft cover trade paper. So you yeah. could be waiting like four to five months after after a series or like a story arc has ended, which yeah. sucks. But I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's a fine line. Um, not really much you the can next do about it. the next thing that is up, which I don't even know. But I guess it's just a part of the... All right, let me... Actually, read the question. It says, why do comic books come out on Wednesday? And I I guess that's just something that... I'm, I'm guessing, since... Uh, for those of you who don't know, Diamond Distributor does the majority of, yeah. you know, the big name books like Marvel, DC I guess it's a Diamond thing, then. It's got to be something in their, like... Yeah. The way they work, the way they operate. It's got to be one of their operating procedures... The thing I, I can, the only thing I can figure is that maybe they they finish printing a book, they finish printing the books that are coming out the next week, the week before. So say they finish printing the books on Friday, that leaves them Monday to get all the books loaded up and on the trucks, and that leaves Tuesday because the the comic book shops actually receive the books on Tuesday. They don't go on sale the Wednesday, but they'll actually have the books most of the time by midday Tuesday, okay. and I think that way they pack all the stuff up. They pack all the issues up on Monday. They that leaves them all day Tuesday to get all the books in the stores, and that means by Wednesday they can be for sale. So that means they have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to buy them. Because I'm thinking Diamond's idea and mentality is they want to get these books in the store as soon as humanly possible. But you know, they don't like almost most other companies. Their people don't work on Saturday and Sundays. True. So they try. It makes and, a lot of sense, guys. That's the only thing I can think of. It's the, the the short answer is that it's a distribution thing, and you'll be asking the same question if comic books came out on Friday or Monday. I mean, it's yeah, like true. it doesn't really matter what day of the week they come out. The next question is why do comic books bold words? Now, come on, guys. Like, why do does anybody? Yeah, bold like why words? do textbooks bold words? I mean, like. It's a matter of emphasis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think, like, basic. I guess the question more so is just that, like, in comic books, I guess every now and again it looks like it's not emphasizing word that it's just some sort of like stylistic thing. Maybe. And I think with some books, like, I think that that like they just don't care. They just bold every other word, not every other word, but like every fifth word or something. And it seems like you know it doesn't have anything to do with the rhythm of the sentence. But right. I think more often than not, like. There seems like there is a stylistic choice that, like, that word in the sentence needs emphasis. So, that's, think that's, that's sort of a, the only reason I can think of. Yeah. That's why I bold words when I do when I write certain things. Now, the last question I think is pretty funny is why do people read comics? Which is funny because uh, when I was at school, little uh, insider knowledge into the behind the scenes, um, I was I, I looked this up and it said why do adults read comics, and I guess I, Which I, I guess think this is probably is really, the real question. Yeah, like why does you know anybody with any sense <laughs> or with any with any maturity read comics? Cause, right, right. Like I don't think people are really asking why do kids read comics. Kids are like you know they see yeah. bright colors and don't read anything. <laughs> but my answer to this is just that it's a medium, just like any other medium. You know, right. like you have TV, you have newspaper, you have all these ways of conveying information, and you know if you want to get like historical about it. 
people have been putting words and pictures together since yeah. the dawn of time. So it's just another way. And I think, like, with people that... I know with me, like, I wish I could be doing, like, Hollywood-type movies and stuff like that. That would I be awesome to me. I don't, this I don't one, care. Hollywood this is a terrible place. <laughs> I've never been this there. This one is slightly that. jaded by the creativity of, of American Hollywood media. But... Suffice to the say, the Kardashians. Like, <laughs> that's all I have to say. The freaking Kardashians. That's all right, it. all right. Point, case in point. But I'm just saying that, like, if I, I wish I had a billion dollars that I could do like an awesome flyboy movie, and like I was a genius like Christopher Nolan, where I wouldn't, no one would question me at all about <laughs> any of the creative decisions that I'm making. So, like, you really want a lot. You're really asking <laughs> for a lot here. Okay, so but that's precisely my point. That like. If I become a good enough artist, I can just put that on paper and try my artist to make people reading Flyboy comics to feel like they're watching like a movie or something to make that sort of thing. So it's just for for people that have like action type ideas or just have ideas that are grand and, and extraordinary, but mm-hmm. also and they're visually oriented, but they also wanted to have the feeling of like reading a book and so that just offers both right. sides of it. I, I don't know, I like I like comics because well I mean I'm not even gonna I wanna go more into right now why I why I read them, why I like them and why that leads me to make them. Yeah, someone's getting a phone call. Audrey why? not now. Audrey Well anyway, that what I was saying was that um comics to me, I mean the stories that are there aren't what most people perceive them to be. I mean, most people when they think of comics, they think of, you know, man, Batman, Superman, they're going to be up the Joker, and Lex Luthor's going to get his day, and <laughs> boom, boom, chapow. And the, the stories are really a lot more compelling than that. And, yeah, there is a lot of that, and I read that. I read that, you know, semi-often because it's entertaining. It's just like watching an action movie or an action show. It's just kind of like fun and entertaining and kind of keeps you along for the ride. Um, but there are a lot of much more compelling and interesting issues being tackled. I mean, all I have to do is point you to the works of Alan Moore. And anyone who has ever read, that I've known that's ever read Alan Moore, they they then immediately understand exactly what comic books are capable of. Because in a lot of ways, in terms of integrity and in terms of, I think that's like written integrity, like, you know, like the great works of literature and stuff like that. Like, right. I think Moore has really, like, he's shown how high the ceiling is for comics and how right. high you can go and how what you can talk about. Because I think a lot of people feel like there's certain things you can talk about in comics and there's other things you can't because comic books is like an infantile medium and it's designed for people who are young and kids and stuff. And it's not. I mean, you can you can talk about anything you want to talk about in comics as long as you write the right story behind it and you have a good art style to go with it. And I think it can even happen in mainstream books because you look at the Bendis Pichelli run on Spider Man, and here you have uh, uh, like a little like mulatto kid who's like half black, half uh, Hispanic, who's new Spider Man, and he's dealing with it, a whole it's, lot it's of making, stuff. It's making a big statement because yeah, I, I mean, just to to sort of, you know, go back to my, my point and also include his, that that I, I see it in the, in the continuity of American mythology, basically. So, like, you yeah. have, like, the cowboys, and then it went to the detectives, 
and so now there's this thing with the superhero who, yeah. like, you have vigilantes, but also this sort of infusion of scientific ideas and stuff like that. So you take these characters that are, you know, from the Atomic Age, and right now I, I guess we're in sort of like a, um, sort of like a modernity era where, like, we're looking back on, you know, the ideas of heroes that came from, like, World War Two and stuff like that. And so there's all these different commentaries being made on what the American idea of a hero is. And the Bendis Pichelli run on um, Ultimate Spider-Man is interesting because they killed off Spider-Man, which has been, yeah, you know, he's been a character Parker. since, like, the 1960s. Yeah. And so it's a big, you know, statement that, like, you know, Spider-Man, you know, uh, one, one view of it is that Spider-Man could be anybody. He could be, you know, this half-black, half-Hispanic kid, but also that... Um, you know, that being a hero isn't just tied to, you know, a white kid in his, yeah. you know, in his teens. And so it's just, it's just another way to tell the same stories. Um, and it, its roots might be in sort of a childish or, you know, uh, at least like a teenage way of looking at the world. But if you read the right people and, or like, and and that and like Matt's saying, like that can be entertaining every now and again, and I think we all yeah. like that sort of escapist form. But also, if you want to completely avoid that and skew it, just like any other medium, like film and stuff, you can you can say film is just like all those stupid Hollywood movies. But also, if you look hard enough, you can find really yeah. good films that are like that offer thought provoking. I think that's the, think about. that's probably the main thing is that if. People don't. I think people don't understand this, and that is that the fact that comic books is like a medium, just like many other mediums. And if you'd actually, if people would actually take the time to look what's what, what's actually out there, there's really something out there for everybody. There's mystery. There's romance. There's action. There's you know philosophical things. There's drama. There's there's all there's like religious stuff. There's all sorts of stuff. And if people would just take the time to just look and actually investigate what's actually out there they'll probably find something that they really like because it's just that people get caught up in the mainstream idea that comic books are batman superman spider-man and they're all boom boom kapow and they stop the bad guy and that's the way it works and they get the girl but it's that's the way uh the most popular ones work sure and that's the way they've worked before but right now the field is so varied and like shows, successes like like the show Walking Dead, just gives a testament to how varied comics can be, and and like how you can't judge comics as a medium by its cover, and you can't judge any comic book by its cover because anyone who's seen The Walking Dead knows that it's just much more than survival horror as a TV show, and definitely as the comic book series, which has been one of the longest running and best series in recent years. So I think a way to close this out. <laughs> it's just that, like, we, if you want to read our comic books and you think, you know, this is just going to be, if you have any preconceived notion of what our stories would be like, you should know that, like, this is how we view comics, just as a way to tell a story that you really can't in any other medium, and it'll just be a, a unique way to, you know, see a story, see what our yeah. ideas of heroes are. To compel people and to get people to think. Yeah. Is that is that that's what I try to imbibe and doesn't really always come through. That's that's more to my fault than any, than the medium itself. But that's what we try to do. We try to tell stories that inspire people, maybe that that compel people, that get people to think. And maybe we're not there yet, 
But that's where we're trying to get to. Yep. And that's kind of where we're coming from, so. All right. So, uh, as Matt said, you know, you click all those links. Yes. Simplify it for all you guys. Yeah. All right. So, that's been our first, our, our first podcast, our first official podcasting venture. We hope so, you enjoyed. I'm getting a freaking cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs>